It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Lock on Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. We're going to look at the Reds' history with the first-round draft picks. Going to jump into some facts on that. Also, I have an interesting thought about the draft as a whole. We're going to jump into all of that here in just a moment. Before we do, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. Also, save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Going to be doing my best to keep up with everything, all the goings on with the draft tonight. That's tonight on ESPN and MLB Network beginning at 7 p.m. The Reds have, of course, the number 12 pick in that draft. And I had mentioned in the last episode I was going to talk about one Cade Cavalli, a right-handed pitcher. But to be honest with you, the more that I looked into him, the more I was not impressed by him. A a player that I think if the Reds pick... It just depends on what's left on the board, but I'd be a little bit disappointed if I saw him picked by the Reds at number 12. The most recent ESPN mock draft had him going number 21 to the St. Louis Cardinals. His profile, real quickly, is just a guy who was really looking to cement himself as a good pitcher in this draft through this past year's college season. That obviously didn't happen because it was cut super short. He wasn't even a full-time pitcher last season. So this, you know, before the season was cut, the 2019 college baseball season, he split time between the outfield and pitching. So we're not exactly sure. A lot of his higher rankings have been based on his potential and not necessarily on what he's done. So he's not necessarily a guy I want to see the Reds go after. But I've got some stuff here about the Reds' first round history. Some facts and and, and what have you. Obviously, this is the first draft in five years that they aren't in the top ten picks in the first round. That's the longest such streak in franchise history. So four straight years of single-digit first-round picks. Hasn't been a stretch like that since the draft was instituted and the Reds are picking number 12 this year. They do have two previous number 12 picks in franchise history, both of which have been pretty decent. Jay Bruce in 2005 
and Yasmani Grandal in 2010. Of course, Grandal did uh, much of his career damage or, you know, built much of his career as uh, something other than a Red, whether it be a Dodger or a Padre or a Brewer or now we'll see what he does with the White Sox, all that good stuff. Unfortunately, not with that. The two twelve number 12 picks, Jay Bruce actually comes in when you look at first-round picks by the Reds in their history. Jay Bruce is fourth in wins above replacement at 19.6. Obviously, number one, Barry Larkin, 70.5 wins above replacement. This is according to BaseballReference.com. Gary Nolan, the second-best first-round pick ever, by the Reds at 25.9 wins above replacement. Todd Frazier comes in at third at 24.5. And And I'm not going to go down the rest of the list. A decent number there. The the interesting part, and and we're talking about facts about the Reds in the first round of the MLB draft, 15 first-rounders made no major league impact. And that's not even counting the last three years because – the last three years, you want to give time for those guys to develop. We're not, we're not really expecting those guys to be in the majors right now. So I've cut those off, and even cutting those off, there's still 15 first-rounders that made no impact whatsoever. Looking back on some of the names, now one of these names, of course, we were hoping to see something of him this year, definitely next year. Tyler Stevenson hasn't yet made his major league mark. I have a feeling he will, though. But then you look the year before him, Nick Howard. He's nowhere right now. He's not even in the Reds organization. He was their first-round pick in 2014. He's completely out of baseball. Nick Travieso in 2012, again, part of the whole Nick thing. He's made no major league impact. Jeff, and I think it's Galelich, was picked in the supplemental part of the first round in 2012. No impact. Kyle Lotzgar, a pitcher, picked in the first round supplemental part back in 2007. Nothing. Chris Gruler, Mark Schrammick, David Espinoza, Ty Howington. I mean, a whole bunch of names. Who's who's, really? When you look at these first rounders and to break down real quick of like position wise, the Reds have picked 25 right-handed pitchers, 13 outfielders, 10 shortstops, six third basemen, five left-handed pitchers, five catchers, and two first basemen. At least that was their position that was listed when they were drafted. Now, some of them have changed. I mean, for instance, whenever they drafted Philip Irvin, he was listed as a center fielder. He plays there a little bit now, but that's not what we think of Philip Irvin as anymore. And the breakdown as far as ages, far more high schoolers than college players. 40 first-round high schoolers compared to 26 college and uh, one guy from Canada. So it's interesting. I mean, Looking at the first round for the Reds, and in the Major League Baseball draft, I realize that there is a bit of a difference. You're not comparing draft picks year over year like you compare draft picks in football or even basketball just because at the end of the day, it takes them a while to even get to the professional level. And by then, they've completely changed, especially pitchers and especially high school pitchers at that. They've got to be out-of-this-world talents from a high school pitcher perspective, like Hunter Green. 
to be considered first-round picks. And even then, they go through some changes, like Hunter Green with his Tommy John surgery. And who knows what his career is going to look like after that. Hopefully, still on track to be as awesome as we know he can be. So I've got an idea. I've got an idea about the draft, kind of reading the tea leaves with the way things going, and I have a solution, I think, to the problem that everyone thinks that we have here with the MLB draft. I'm going to get into that here in just a moment. But first, I want to shout out to the sponsor of today's episode, rockauto.com. That is the absolute best place. They've got the best selection of car parts. I've mentioned it before. Literally, you go there, they have a drop-down list of every single car maker, car company that you can think of. And you click on the car company, you find your make, you find your year, you find your specs, all that good stuff. And then they drop down a list of parts. You don't even have to know exactly which part you're looking for. They drop it down based on category of part. And then you can go in even further and find select brands of parts. Do you you know what kind of brand of shock that you want? Rock Auto can help you out with that. And they've got great prices there on rockauto.com. Great selection, great pricing. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com, and in the checkout for who referred you, type in Locked On. Also sponsoring today's podcast, and one of our favorite sponsors here at the Locked On Reds podcast is Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Absolutely scrumptious taste. If, If you need... A snack. I wouldn't necessarily call it a meal replacement. I myself, I like to eat a lot of food. But it is a very filling snack that will tide you over for quite a little while if you need it. And they've got great flavors. One of their limited flavors that I just tried, the pineapple upside down cake, is absolutely phenomenal. And they've they've got a great mouthfeel. I know that's kind of a weird word, but sometimes you get those protein bars that are like chalky or they're just too hard. They're not good. Built Bar is not that way. Great mouthfeel, great taste, and it's healthy for you too. They compare very favorably to the likes of Cliff Bar with half the calories, seven times less the sugar, and seven times less the carbs. Absolutely amazing. Go try them out now. BuiltBar.com and with the promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your first order today. They've also got a sale going on for a limited time. You can check that out as well. That's BuiltBar.com and enter promo code locked on at checkout to get $10 off your first order. So tonight is the draft, the first round of the draft and And coverage begins at 7 p.m. on ESPN and MLB Network as the first round tonight. Tomorrow they will do rounds two through five, beginning at 5 p.m. You can also stream it through the ESPN app. And it'll be fun to really watch this. I mean, it's going to be the only thing that we've had baseball-wise since the cancellation of spring training. Hopefully we'll get some better news on that in the coming days. The Players Union has submitted their other counterproposal. I don't even, I've lost track of how many counterproposals we have now, but they've submitted theirs to the owners. 
and thoughts are the owners are going to deny it and all that good stuff and who knows where we'll be after that hopefully baseball is coming soon but yeah first round tonight on espn and mlb network but my thought is this we've got five rounds total now in the draft down from 40 down from whatever they used to be why not just get rid of it now i know i know the draft you got to have the draft what is it with drafts that everybody hates they they say that it promotes parity because the worst teams get the best picks how many times is that true how many times do you see the worst teams getting flipped into one of the best teams doesn't happen very often especially in baseball and especially here recently after other teams imitated the Astros and the Cubs with the ability to dismantle a team down to the roots, build it back up, and win a championship. Now, tell me how many teams have done that other than the Cubs and the Astros. But all in all, it seems to reward those teams who tank. You get the top picks. Most people agree when you look at this draft, when you look at the talent that is coming into this draft, there's really only two bona fide number one players, the guys at the top. And then other than that, it's kind of a crapshoot. So, all right, we're, we're, we're rewarding the teams that have been terrible, like the Tigers. I mean, if you're a Detroit Tigers fan, number one, if you're a Detroit Tigers fan and listen to a Cincinnati Reds podcast, bravo for you. But at the same token, that's got to be miserable, man. Like, they've been even worse than the Reds have, and we've been kind of miserable for like the last five years. The Tigers have been even further worse than that. Let's institute a system that is like the international signing pool, the international money. Like we always hear about, well, the Reds have traded international cap space to the Padres for this, or, you know, you got the White Sox trading the international cap space to the Red Sox for, you know, a bag of chips or something. I don't know. You always hear about that. They, they have an X amount of money they're allowed to spend on international prospects. Let's just make it a rookie pool. Every team has X amount of dollars, and I don't know how many that's supposed to be. That's that's definitely something for people who understand all the economics of baseball, and I don't even want to get into all that because that's all we've talked about for the last couple of months, and it's just bleh. But when it comes to this idea, I think it promotes the idea that the best-run organizations can continue to show everybody how it's done. And I know uh, this is a little bit annoying because as a Reds fan, I hate the Cardinals, but I envy the way that they run their organization. I envy the way that the Rays run their organization. For instance, looking randomly at the first round, since the year 2000, Reds first round picks have accumulated 115.4 wins above replacement, according to baseball reference. Rays picks 145.4 so they've picked a little bit better let's make it to where you have to allocate your money to sign these best prospects now you have x amount and once you spend that money it's gone you can't sign any more rookie prospects so if you want to blow it all on one rookie prospect then hey you you go ahead and do that you better be sure that that dude is worth it but you can do that 
let's make this an open market kind of Major League Baseball rookie draft scenario because what have we talked about with the draft getting condensed into five rounds? Oh, this is terrible for baseball. This is terrible for the growth of a sport that everyone knows we have to do something to continue to build upon the sport that seems to be going away. As much as I hate to say it, I'm a diehard baseball fan. I'll always watch baseball as long as it's there. I'll always be a a fan of the Cincinnati Reds. But we're... uh, Rob Manfred as, you know, oh, we got to attract younger listeners and all this stuff and, or younger viewers. But at the same token, what have we done with the draft to really help that? And in fact, I would argue that it's done the opposite. Going down to five rounds and then saying any undrafted prospect is capped at 20,000 would turn any two sport athlete away from baseball into the other sport that they play. That's just the way that I would think. If I were a two-sport athlete, like if I played basketball and baseball, I would absolutely focus on basketball now because if I thought I had a chance to go pro in either sport, I would definitely focus my efforts on basketball before I did on baseball. That being said, if you get rid of the draft totally and you do this idea of a signing pool, I think you could really salvage a lot there. And I think that that would be a really interesting way for teams to build because yeah, you could blow all of your money on the surefire prospect in this draft. But as Doug said in an episode past, when I talked to him about this surefire, doesn't mean really that much when you're looking at a baseball prospect, because not everybody really understands how to evaluate a guy correctly. And then even when they evaluate him correctly, stuff can happen. And then he just doesn't pan out. That's just how baseball works. I think this could be a really cool idea, and I might flesh this out more as uh, we go about the rest of this week. We will definitely have more about the draft. Follow me on Twitter as the draft happens because I will have reactions to what the Reds do. I'll be talking about a whole bunch of different stuff. Now, tomorrow, there's actually a special podcast episode. I will not be hosting it. Locked On has gotten together some of its hosts of color and they will be talking about the effect that racism has had on their lives. They're going to go into detail, tell you know their personal stories and things like that. It's going to be an awesome podcast episode, but I say that to say this. I will not be on tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday and then also we'll have a weekend episode as well talking about Doug Gray, recapping the draft, what it makes the Reds organization look like, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers are really crossed on this one, we'll be talking about the plan for the Major League Baseball season. But definitely make sure to tune in tomorrow. Really special episode from the Locked On Podcast Network. They're syndicating it to all the different Locked On Podcast podcasts. Yeah. Uh, lockdown podcasts across the network. And then I'll be back the day after that, recapping the draft, talking about the players that the Reds have gotten. So subscribe on all the many podcasting platforms. That way you don't miss anything coming up. And follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's. Follow the show at Lockdown Reds on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And save the Lockdown Reds line number to your phone at 513-549-0159. Look, I know the whole rookie signing pool idea might sound a little weird, but the more and more that I think about it, the more and more that I flesh it out, I think it is a better option than this little five-round dinky 
draft idea that Manfred and the folks in the league office have come up with. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know on the Locked On Reds line or on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Thanks so much for listening, though, guys. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Fantasy Baseball, and I'll talk to you all on Friday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.